Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Bridging Impact Podcast, the podcast that is passing wisdom to the next generation of esports parents and coaches to impact the next generation of athletes with their leadership on and off the court. So without further ado, we are going to interview Mandy Green. Mandy is a the founder of Busy Coach. She has been a youth soccer coach for 25 years and has also coached at the Division I college level. She shares her story of getting that Division I college job at the same time that she became a mom for the first time. And she had to make some choices in her life of how she wanted to schedule her time and make the most of the 24 hours and seven days a week that we each get. So she shares a lot of great time management tips and productivity tips for all of us coaches and parents that, well, I'm not a parent, but all of us that are quite busy. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Bridging Impact Podcast, Mandy. I am thrilled for our conversation today because time management and we all only have 24 hours and seven days in a week. It's all about how we use that time. So I'm really thrilled to have passed the wisdom on to the coaches and parents that are listening. So welcome to the show, Mandy. Yeah, thanks, Justin, for having me. All right, so let's dive in. We'll ask the same question we ask all of our guests for our first question is, what is your definition of impactful leadership? I think impactful leadership is having a positive influence on those that you're leading, you know, guiding them in the direction uh, to where they want to go. Not necessarily, you know, making it a smooth path, but just being there to ask the right questions and, you know, offer guidance and perspective so the people learn in a position of learning, right? Uh, you know, they're they're challenged in a way where they're going to grow and learn, but you're helping them do it in a way to, uh, you know, just I don't know. I mean, I think it's learning from your mis, you know, giving the perspective and learning from your mistakes in a way that uh, you know can help just get, give a new perspective and you know to to the people that you're leading. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to dive in more to that, uh, your definition, but before we dive into your definition, I'd love for you to share more about your journey and story of how you became a busy coach. Yeah. Well, the, uh, I, I, I mean, I, 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 with college coaching, I think, unfortunately we are in a culture where you're kind of, it, it's a hustle and grind culture a little bit, right. Yeah. In coaching and that, you know, most coaches are wearing multiple hats and you're having to do a lot of different things and you're having to, you know, especially if you're a youth, you know, I mean, some college coaches are also youth coaches. They're teaching or some are working full-time jobs. A lot have families. And so there's a lot going on. And I certainly, I, I actually became a first-time Division One head coach and a first-time mom all within 10 days of each other. And man, I was wearing multiple hats. I was working 24 seven and it, it felt like I needed to keep working that much. Uh, mm. Otherwise I was going to fall behind. And pretty quickly I got myself where I was stressed out, overwhelmed and significantly getting pulled in a million different directions. And I had a choice. I could either figure out a better way to stay in the profession that I loved doing because of the impact, right, and the leadership ability that I had, you know, with the, the young student athletes I was working with, or I could continue to just do things the way everybody else was doing it and the way that I kind of, you know, the work ethic that I inherited. 
and, and eventually probably burn out. And I chose, I chose to find a better way. And so I certainly didn't do it with the intention of creating a company because of it, but it just kind of worked out where, you know, and I, I named it busy coach, which I think is good and bad, right? Is people can relate to it, but they also are afraid to reach out to me because they feel like, oh, you're so busy. I don't want to reach out to you. Right. <laughs> but, but it is, it is what a lot of people are. And so, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to do is help, help kind of get them out of that hustle and grind mindset. Cause there is a better and smarter way to work. And so that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. Absolutely. So before we dive into this, you know, the, the smarter and better way to work, I'm curious, you know, in that 10 day span, like what were some of those defining moments of, of you, you talked a little bit about, like, I have this choice to do it the way everyone else is doing it, or I can try and figure out a way where I can actually balance my life. And of course I'm going to be busy, but I can navigate and I won't feel overwhelmed and burnt out. I'm curious what your process looked like to make the choice to, for, to, to, I guess, for lack of a better term, work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Well, and the, the key thing you said there is, is me recognizing I had a choice. I mean, I was at a breaking point. I was exhausted. I was not sleeping. I was not blessed with kids that slept well. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I just didn't have a grasp as to what my key priorities needed to be and what were the key things that were going to move the needle for my program. I was just like, I got to do everything because everybody else is doing everything. But what I was failing to realize is that everybody else had help, right? And I didn't have a whole lot of help my first few years. And so it was, um, I don't know, it was just me recognizing, okay, I have options. I do have options. And ultimately kind of seeing in the future, getting past my day to day, right. And taking that 30,000 foot, like take a step back and get that 30,000 foot view of everything I have going on. And what are my choices? Like where, and ultimately where do I want my life to look like in a few years from now? And there are things that I can do and adjust to get me there. Or, I mean, I had to realize that, look, the way that I'm working is just not working. And so they're, you know, either I continue and, you know, it's like that definition of insanity is the doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I, I was, I got to the point where it's like, all right, what I'm doing is not working. I shouldn't work harder. I got to find some different things, right. To tweak. And so I was just, I went through a journey of massive experimentation of figuring out just tweaking what, I mean, I already was working hard. It was just, look, you know, I, I had a plan and I was trying to execute on that plan. So first I adjusted my execution with a few different key strategies that helped me get to my plan faster and accomplish my goals faster. But there were times where I definitely was executing at what I felt like was hundred percent and I wasn't reaching the plan. Well, then I had to adjust the plan. Right. So it was just a lot of taking action, planning, taking action and then reviewing. Right. So it was kind of that cycle of, you know, just like coaches do, you know, we, we plan the week, we execute during practice. We, you know, set things up and then the game comes. Well, based on the game results, we got to see, right. Did, did we do enough of the right things? And so I'm I basically, I'm trying to set up the same, I set up the same kind of system and feedback loop for myself. And now that's kind of what I'm using to teach the coaches. Absolutely. But it sounds like before we can set our plan and before we can execute and before we can review, we have to know what we need to plan around and kind of what you were talking about is going back to those choices is, is the self-awareness of, 
how, why, why am I busy? What choices do I have? I'm curious, you know, what is your process when you're working with, you know, your clients when, how do you, how do you help them recognize and become more self-aware of, you know, again, obviously their busy lives, but the choices that they have that they can make within their busy lives. Yeah. Well, usually when I first start working with a client, I always start with a calendar, right? Okay. And I'm like, yeah. show me, show me what you're doing. Cause usually I can see over the course of, you know, looking back at the previous few weeks or looking ahead, what do they have on their schedule for the upcoming couple of weeks, what they're prioritizing, because usually what gets scheduled gets done. And for a lot of, you know, a lot of people are like, no, no, no. Like, you know, I'm like, they're like, oh, you don't understand. Like I've got all these, no, well, just show me your schedule. Right. No, no, no. Well, and I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Like show me your schedule and I'll be able to see kind of where to, where to go. And, 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 Right. So usually I'm looking for what's what's on your schedule that will, you know, because that tells me what you're prioritizing and the choices you're making. But usually most people have no. And I certainly started and this is a kind of a quarterly practice that I do. I will meticulously time track for I mean, I try to go at least a week just so I can see Monday through Friday uh, what where my time is going. But that's most people, you know might try to guess as to where their time is going, but most don't do a good job of it. And so that's where I usually start with show me your calendar and I can see kind of what's ending up on your schedule, how long your days are. And then second, we time track to minute by minute, you know, gain awareness as to what they're choosing to spend their time on or, you know, do they have a big leaky bucket and they're losing time left and right. Most don't know and don't recognize that until they do. Basically, you got to do your math, right? You got 168 hours a week. Where is that going? Right. And uh, so we, we kind of nail some of those things down. And usually once uh, if people are honest about the math and where they're spending their time and how much time they're spending in certain key areas of their life, we can make adjustments from there. Right. And so I uh, just a quick question. Do you use like a, a time tracker app or do you, do you just use it, you know, on, you know, like, Oh, from one to one thirty, I worked on a podcast or, or how do you track the time? Yeah, you certainly, I mean, there's, there's tons of apps, right. That will like anytime you're on a screen and you change that, like, I mean, you could, you could track it on your right. phone. Uh, the, I mean, there's, there's tons of apps that way. I, I'm a big paper and pen person. Yep. Right. Yeah. So I would have just a paper, you know, piece of paper pen out. And anytime I switched activities, I would make note of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, digital paper, whichever you prefer and whatever is easiest for you. I found I did try a few digital apps here or there, but I had to like get into the app and find it, mm -hmm. open it and then read. And that just seemed to take longer than paper and pen. But I'm honestly the same way because I, there's like this app, it's called ClickUp and it's supposed to like track all my time, but I feel like I end up wasting more time yeah. doing like some of these apps and trackers. So that's why I was just curious. Like I'm a big paper and pen person too. So once yeah. we gain kind of that awareness of our time, like you kind of, you touched on it and it's prioritizing. I'm curious how you help, um, you know, busy coaches, busy parents, like make those priorities. Cause they like want to go to the gym, but they have to pick up their kid over here. They have their job. Like, I feel like for me, like I have a luxury of, you know, I have a little bit more free time, but I know a lot of the audience, you know, may not have the luxury of some of the free time that I do have. So I'm curious how you work mm -hmm. with your clients on that. 
Yeah, you know what? I, I think it's a, it, it's going from instead of just daily scheduling, so just looking at the next 24 hours to looking at an entire week in advance. I think that has been really helpful. Well, I think it's one getting clear on, right? Family, you know, what are your priorities with your family? Uh, you know, your, your career, I think your, you know, where does coaching fit into it? Where, do, you know, what are the big rocks, right? You've heard Stephen Covey, right? The, the big rocks, what right. are the big rocks and put them in priority order. And then instead of just looking at, because each person's going to be different, right? Based on, you know, where they are, like even their age, their experience, right? Where they're in their career, each person's going to be different. So you got to identify what your big rocks are. And then instead of daily, just looking at 24 seven or, you know, this next 24 hours, I like having people look at a weekly calendar and then it's, you know, so what are the big if, if family is first in your big rock, right? List of priorities first, before you schedule any work or any meetings or any, anything, when does your family time, you got to schedule it, right? Cause I mean, you've probably heard the saying, right? It's, you know, it's what's schedule gets done, not yeah. what's on your to-do list gets done, right? Oh, it's what's scheduled oh. gets done. Yeah. And so those are blocks of time that you've got to, it's an appointment. It's an immovable appointment that you've got to make with yourself, you know, thinking always, you know, where do I want my life to be? And well, how do I want my family to look? And how do I want my relationships to be? And how do I want to experience life, right? Long-term priorities, and then look at the week. When does family time get in there? You know, when does personal, I got to take care of myself. So this is when I'm working out. This is when I'm waking up. This is when I'm going to bed, right? Type stuff. And then even just some of those key things, schedule your life first. When are, your, when are you having fun? When are your hobbies in there, right? Schedule that first and then put the work stuff in there. And a lot of coaches are like, yeah, but Mandy, I've got practice and I've got games and I've got, and I get that. But that's where sometimes it helps seeing a week in advance. And even if you need to, as a coach, I get you're going to have meetings and you're going to have practices and you're going to have games and you're going to have travel and some of that stuff. If it makes sense, put that stuff in there first. And then if family is a big thing to you, we got to figure out where, it, but like having that week mapped out and out in front of you, now you can see when you have open time, okay, I need at least one day night a week. I've got games Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know what, Tuesday, Thursday, or even on the weekends, that's when it makes sense this week, you know, and, and that's where it can go just week, week by week. But I find when you have it all kind of laid out and even like, I, uh, I like having coaches break it into themes, like each day into themes. So it's easier to organize all the stuff you have to do. And, and so you can make quicker decisions as to what you're doing on each day. Maybe like if you're a Friday, look, I'm only working on six hours on Friday. I'm not working eight hours. Okay. Six hours have a work stop time. I've got more free time on Fridays. That's going to be my family hobby, whatever day right. I liked for me as a coach. I, my brain went to recruiting Mondays, administrative, or my, my brain went to administrative on Mondays turn in receipts. You know, I got to plan the week. I got to plan practices. I got to get video watched. I got to do this, that, whatever Mondays, right? Anything administrative that had to get done Monday, Tuesday for me was recruiting. 
So all mm. recruiting activities, the bulk of it, I didn't spend an hour or a little bit here, a little bit there. Most people, they don't make much progress because they're only working on things in little slivers, 15 minutes here, 10 minutes here, right? But I want you to block big chunks of time for your priorities, right? We got to get it on the schedule. That's really the only way that things get done because otherwise, you know, all the most people start with the, the low value, easy tasks and you know, when they're they're using up all their best brain power for all those low value tasks and oh I'm gonna get to the big stuff in the afternoon. Well, you're tired then, you're hungry yeah. then, right? And the the quality of work goes down significantly. And that's why a lot of people are they just react right to the day when they show up and they don't have anything kind of planned significantly like on their schedule. You know what I'm saying? Is uh it's just and I don't know if I'm really answering your question very well, but it's just uh, yeah, you priorities. Are look at the whole week. When do you have big chunks of time open? And when does it make sense for you to plug in your big priorities? That's, that's the best way to do it. Choose progress, right? And set up the week for progress and making priority on that progress versus just showing up and reacting to the day and hoping you eventually fit in some, some of your priorities, right? hundred percent. Yeah. It's taking that 3000 foot view for the week versus daily. Like it can feel overwhelming if you have, you know, a week's worth to do and you're trying to cram in, you know, let's say you try and do 50% of it. Cause I definitely know that the, uh, to-do list, right? Like I'll do a to-do list of five or six things and I'll probably get through the three things, right? My priorities. And mm -hmm. I know for me, it's a similar thing of where I, I try and pretty much when I just wake up, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll meditate. And I, I like to just go to work as soon as I can, because that's mm -hmm. when I do my best, you know, creative work, my, mm -hmm. you know, obviously my content creation or like the, my business I'm trying to do in the morning when I'm fresh. Cause in the afternoon, it's like, reading i'm just responding to emails and like i just like i'm not as you know crisp as you're talking about so i'm curious you know when you like creating those priorities is obviously it's it can be it starts with like blocking off time mm -hmm. i'm curious you know how do you you know really focus like because i this is one thing that i've struggled with it's just like what are my priorities so i'm curious like what question specific questions do you ask to help narrow down and get clarity on what like you know those those real true priorities are yeah it, i mean some of it can be just even what are your values yeah. you know what do you value um i like asking what is your what is your ideal day you know what and then you know sometimes that'll show up you know what what ends up in your ideal day you know if you're talking family you're talking hobbies, you're talking friends, right? Um, priority. Uh, I like asking, you know, a year from now, five years from now, whatever the time frame is, where do you see your career being? And what are the big skills you need to have developed to go from where you are now to where you need to be? Because uh, that's where depending on how, you know, where you see your career fitting into your priorities, or even like, breaking down certain aspects of your career and your job and what you do. Now that can help you determine what, what some of your key priorities are, but, um, but ultimately where do you want your career? Where do you want your life to be a year, five years, 10 years from now? And you know, what do you see as being that ideal kind of situation for you? I think that's a good place to start. And then, you know, identify key, key tasks or be, you know, key, you know, cause obviously, uh, I mean, you know, or even like big categories, family, right? 
where do you see family fitting in health? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, as you're talking about leadership, it's really hard to take care of and impact and influence other people if you're not handling yourself well. So where are you at in that kind of aspect to it? Right. I mean, so just kind of the big, the big life kind of categories, you know, health, career, family, relationships, those types of things, put them in some sort of order, you know, that makes sense for you right now. And then take that look at that big week and let's start plugging them in. Yeah, no, I, and I can share something that's I'm just went through right now of like where I want to go. Eventually I want to turn bridging impact into my full-time gig with a podcast and with, you know, building out a basketball program here in Los Angeles. And so I just recently had to make a decision of to leave the company that where I was at. Cause I was, I asked myself like, what am I truly getting out of this? It's going to help me in one or two years. And it wasn't enough for what I was being compensated. So I had to be like, okay, I am actually going to go back into substitute teaching because that's going to help me become a better teacher and coach connect with kids and also build connections around here in Los Angeles with schools to be able to run some of the basketball programming. So I had a similar, you know, kind of pivot and I'm curious, you know, how, what are some of the like biggest questions or what are some of the reoccurring questions that you get from a lot of the coaches that you work with? I mean, one of the things, and you kind of mentioned this <clears throat> with your answer is, okay, there's so many things that I could try and could do. Where do I start? How do I pick? Right. And I'm, I'm really big into like multiplier goals, right. Or multiplier habits. So what is one thing you could do that would knock out a lot of other things? And like for you, you mentioned, you know, getting to a place where you're, you know, doing full time. So I'm going to go back to substitute teaching. Well, substitute yeah. teaching one, you're, you know, getting to speak and so you're, you're communicating more effectively, right? Your networking is another, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you mentioned like four or five, six little things that just doing the one thing gets you to do. For me, one of those, like as a, uh, for, for planning and, you know, getting coaches to actually free up time. Cause a lot of times with being busy coaches, you know, again, starting with the math and figuring out where can we eliminate things? Cause a lot of times there are so many things coaches are doing that aren't working well, mm. but like one of the things that was a multiplier I found was a work stop time set hard deadline as to when you're going to stop working. <clears throat> that is a multiplier because one, it, helped me recharge my batteries at night because I was not working after a certain amount of time. So I was, you know, actually doing my hobbies. I was working out, I was resting, I was not looking at my phone every three seconds. So I was giving my eyes, my brain a break. So I was recharging the next day, right? So that was helpful. So I could stay consistently at a higher level. Two, it was because I had a deadline as to when I couldn't keep working, I had to work more urgently during the day mm. to make sure that I wasn't bringing work home with me. Because you might've heard of like Parkinson's law, right? Parkinson's law is work expands to the time you give it. If you give yourself all day to get something done, it's gonna take all day. But if you give yourself a shorter amount of time, right? Your brain goes to work and you work urgently, you stay more focused, you're gonna get it done much sooner, you know? So the work stop time, it re-energized me, 
I was able to work with more focus. I was able to stay, um, eliminate a lot of distractions. It forced me to prioritize, right? So if I had a hundred things to do that day, you know what? I have a shorter, more compressed amount of time to do things. So I got to make sure that I'm getting the right things done. So I'm not bringing work home with me. Right. So I prioritize things, but it was like one thing, right. That did a lot of things. I think going to the gym has been a multiplier for me. It's like a 20 minute drive from where I live. I get to listen to podcasts right on my way to the gym, which helps me you know, generate new ideas, which helps me build my business a little bit, right? The workouts are hard. They're so hard, but they get me, you know, now I'm pushing through hard things. I'm healthier. I can, you know, my energy level is better. My focus is better. My, you know, my, my persistence when things get hard is, you know, there's just so many things the one thing does. And so that's where for, for coaches, it's trying to figure out, what is that one thing for you that is one thing that will knock out a lot of other things like networking mm. is one i think for young coaches right who especially with college coaches you have to recruit a lot let's network because it's easier to get referrals when you know a lot more people you also rise in the profession a lot of times not necessarily by what you know by who you know you know so i mean it's just one thing that knocks out a lot of other things is usually how do I, there's a lot of things to do, a lot of choices. How do we reduce the amount of choices and find the right things? Let's start keying in on what are, what are some, like one thing, what's one domino, Tim Ferriss says, what's one domino that knocks over all the other ones? That's, that's usually a, another big thing that we try to kind of focus on. So it's a little less overwhelming, right? Yeah, I, I would say absolutely, because I think i Right now, I feel like this is a form of networking and it's sharing wisdom also with the audience. And I feel like that's something that has been obviously really beneficial for myself because I get to learn about, and I have a lot of some of these things in, in my mind, but for you as a busy coach, you're, you're able to kind of articulate things in a way that I haven't been able to kind of articulate for myself before. And so I learned that from so many other, you know, great guests as well. And I'm thinking about the workout, right? Like, I, ju I just signed up for a softball league where I know no one, right? Mm -hmm. where, but that's like playing sports, having yep. fun for me. Like I love baseball. I love, obviously I love softball now that, now that I'm retired mm -hmm. and, and I'm networking, I'm meeting friends and social and, you know, re-energizing myself. So that domino effect really does make a lot of sense. I'm curious, you know, how you do it now and implement it as, as an entrepreneur and a, and a business woman, because, you know, being a business owner is, probably even more challenging or not necessarily more challenging. It's a different challenge. Right. But like, I feel like with an entrepreneur, there are so many choices you can make and like prioritizing becomes so important. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, a, a couple of those that I already mentioned, the work stop time, the, right. uh, going to the gym, right. Cause I, yeah. I mean, as an entrepreneur, I'm working out of my house. Right. So I'm not, I don't have the, I'm not around people. So I need to get into a softball league, but that's where getting into the gym, like yeah. a different gym. I mean, it could, I have a rower and some other stuff I could work out at my house, but getting out of the house, going to the gym, yeah. social, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, another key one for me has been planning, right? Mm. Cause there, there are a lot of distractions and with two little kids, the house is a mess. And, you know, usually, and there's certainly a thousand different distractions. I have two dogs that it'll be a miracle if they don't bark during this <laughs> moment, right? Uh, or this yeah. podcast, but it, uh, but planning, now I'm making a decision and I like to do it the night before decide, right? Goals. What are my goals? 
what are three things I can do? And then I got to block, right? Block them. I got to schedule them. Otherwise they don't get done and figure out, you know, what are my, I, I do. I, uh, so I have a couple of different, right? I do busy coach and then I also am a vice president for Dan Tudor and Tudor Collegiate Strategies. So we're doing a lot of recruiting, helping coaches do some different recruiting things. And it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm on the phone all day, every day. I got a million things to do, but I need to build busy coach. And so I block my mornings. I don't usually take phone calls before 10 a.m. Eastern and before 10 a.m. Like my kids get on the bus. I have to take the dogs for a walk. Otherwise they would drive me bonkers all day. But from seven to 10, busy coach, that's all I'm doing. But I decide the night before I open up my computer, if I'm going to do emails or I'm going to, you know, record a webinar or do something, I set it out and I have it ready. So it's easier to get into it the next morning. Uh, but I've made that decision as to what I'm going to do planning, right? It eliminates distractions. It, you know, it does all that stuff. It, um, it helps me because I've already decided it helps me get into it sooner and get it going. And, you know, and then I got to set myself up to put myself in a good environment, right. Is if, you know, I've certainly had it where I'm not working in the right environment and then that distracts me and all that kind of stuff. So it's planning, it's work stop time, and then it's working out. Those are three big things that have really helped me as an entrepreneur stay, stay focused and stay on track. Yeah, the work stop time is definitely a big one too, because I know I used to think that productivity was literally doing work all day. Like if I was sitting and watching and enjoying sports or like enjoying anything in life, I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing it right now. So I've really had to rework myself. And I feel like I am actually more productive when I say, okay, you're done at 10 o'clock, you're done creating, you know, you need yep. to eat breakfast or, or whatnot. And I do a similar thing of uh, where, you know, before 9am, like it's all bridging impact. It's all, you know, content creating. That's it. That's your time. And then the last thing that I wanted to touch on was you were talking about um, creating like a great environment and knowing what you're going to do the next day. Because I know that there on the days where I'm, I guess, less productive is when I'm like, oh, what should I do today? You know, and I didn't decide the night before. Right. And I'm like, it's, it's not, I guess, routine. And so I, I end up probably wasting 10 to 15 minutes getting into and, and honestly, like, those 10 to 15 minutes like make all the difference when it comes to, you know, building a business and creating a podcast and being a coach. And so I, I'm curious, I'm, I'm not a parent yet, but I know we have a lot of listeners that are parents that, you know, like how, what are, what are some things that, and how you navigate and, and make sure that family time is prioritized in your week? Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it does depend on the age of the kid, right? Definitely. but uh, I mean, family time. So something I have tried to, I, again, I wasn't blessed with kids that slept and no matter when my dad could get up at any time, they were, they would sleep soundly, but mom gets up and they're up. Right. <laughs> so there was no working when my, my kids were asleep because they, they always managed to get up when I got up. But now that they're a little bit older, I mean, I try to get up by five and I get about 45 minutes of work in and then my kids start getting up and we try to, there's no phones in the morning, but it's, let's, you know, we, and we try to like set everything out the night before. So it's easier to get everything ready, but then it's, 
you know, kid time and let's, you know, hang out, let's get our cuddles, let's, you know, get ready. We walk them out to the bus. Um, we do that. I, my kids get off the bus at 2.30 every day. Uh, now we have, they do martial arts and they do some other stuff and soccer and basketball and wrestling and some of that kind of stuff. So there's those kind of things built in, but I do really try to, knowing when they get off the bus, all right, 30 minutes, I'm not, I don't have a call. I'm not booking calls ideally. I'm like there, I'm waiting at the door when they come off. And it's, you know, hugs, kisses, let's talk about the day, that kind of stuff. And then we do, um, and then they kind of go off and they do their own thing and they, you know, they're, they're doing their stuff. And then, you know, we tend to go to our sports things. And then at night, dinner time is when, okay, family, like, let's hang out, let's talk. So we try to make family. It doesn't happen every night, but we try to eat right. dinner all together at the table, talking how are things you know how are things how was the day you know what's going on tomorrow what do we need to do uh and then for some reason at my house too my kids are most chatty like first like right before it's time to go to bed like my son he's 12 <laughs> man does he want to talk like all of a sudden he's just mr motormouth and so i like going up stairs like my phone doesn't get up to our second floor but we i just go in there i try to start reading but i know basically my son is going to come in he's he's made it a joke like yeah i'm mom's in there wants kind of some quiet time nope not gonna happen so he'll come in and he jokes and he runs in and he jumps on the bed and we just sit and we talk so i mean we just try to find find moments right a little bit in the morning, a little bit when they get home. Uh, you know, it's not all day, every day. We're busy, right? We got lots of stuff going on just like everybody else, but it's just moments where I'm not scheduling calls. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just there with them. You know, we try to make those and I find like the kids appreciate just those little moments, uh, you know, because you just, you're so busy. There's no way that you're going to have 24 seven with them. And that would be smothering to them. And I would, right. that would drive me bonkers. It's like COVID, right? It was funny. Yeah. Like for me yeah. and busy coach, everybody before COVID is like, Oh, I got to find a way to spend more time with kids. And then after COVID they're like, yep, Nope, I don't need, you know, we need less time with kids. I need my own space. You yeah. know, it was kind of the thing that happened a little bit, but, but you know what I'm saying is, I mean, how, how do, how would, well, you said you don't have kids, but it's just little things, right? Little things. And then we do try to, on the weekend, at least go out to dinner maybe once or have one fun thing that we're yeah. doing as a family, just non-sport related, just family together. I mean, we even, I just bought a basketball hoop yesterday and nice. we were out shooting baskets, right? Just things without the phone for at least an hour or two every single week. So it's not a massive amount of time, but just little things, little things all add up, I think. Yeah, the little things definitely do add up. And I think with that, I I remember, you know, when I was a kid, like my, my dad always made time to come to my games. And so some of those little things for, for parents to block in those priorities, you know, my dad may not have been as intentional, but I bet he knew in his mind that, that my games were going to be a top priority of his. And, you know, my mom's, my mom had, you know, it was going to be a top priority, right, to get, get to the games. And so... I'm curious, you know, I, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but it sounds like you, you put, you know, little spots during your day where you, you're unscheduled, you're not scheduling, like, we're, I'm going to do this, but I'm just going to kind of be flexible with the moment. 
Yeah, and I would say I don't think with coaches, I don't think you can have all day, every day planned and structured because right. you've got to be there and available either for your family, your kids, or for your team. But I do. I don't think you can just go into the day and just react and, you know, next bright, shiny object thing that comes up, you work on. I think you need at least, you know, an hour, two hours of progress, a little structure, right? An hour or two hours is all I try to get coaches to do. That hour or two of structure every single day. And then, you know, you've got flexibility the rest of the day, but it's that hour or two. What are the key priorities that are going to move the needle for your business or your program or whatever, right? Your, your, yeah. uh, whatever you do, right? For those that are listening to this podcast, but an hour or two of structure creates more freedom on the back end. You know, and so, but that's where, right? We got to know our priorities and we got to know uh, yeah. what are the key, you know, because not all tasks are created equal, right? There are no. only a few key things that 80 20 principle, right? There's only 20% of the things that are on the people's to do list that actually make a big difference. So, do you know what those things are? And, and are you scheduling those things? Because that, if, if people are, are showing up for the day with the intention of I'm going to make progress on these things and I've blocked out this time and I've eliminated all my distraction. And it's kind of like, I, I call it, I mean, it's like magic time, right? Is when your energy is good, your focus is good and you're working on high value tasks. That's how people become great quick, right? Is they've blocked off that time. Like you said in the morning, right? I do, you know, your stuff in the morning. At night, you know, the quality goes down and it, everything takes a little bit longer. I can get something done in the morning in like two hours. If I did it in the at, in the evening, it would take me like five or six hours, right? right. It just takes a little bit longer because my brain is a little less, you know, it's not functioning as well. So little structure, right? At when your energy and focus are good and you get the fewest amount of distractions, working on those key priorities, Right. Because not all, like I said, not all time is created equal and not all yeah. tasks are created equal, but it's just figuring out for you what those things are and matching, aligning those two just little, you know, chunks every single day can lead to big things. Yeah. A thousand percent. I think that's the, one of the bigger realizations that I've had. Like at first I thought I was like, I got to get six or eight hours of really quality work every day. And so like, you know, cause like I, I'm just getting into the workforce that I graduated from uh, college in 2020. So I was like, I thought the eight hour workday, like, you know, you're really going to be super productive all eight hours. And that's not always true. Right. So uh, just really trying to structure my day, kind of like you're talking about and getting those priorities done when I have the most energy in the morning. I mean, I consider myself a morning person, but you know, so just, just leveraging when I do my best work. Yeah. And as, as we kind of, you know, enter the, you know, end of the fourth quarter of our conversation, I'm curious, what are would your like final pieces of, of advice be for you sports parents and coaches? I mean, so we've kind of talked about, you know, priorities we've talked about, right. Establishing your vision, keen in on your priorities and then creating a little structure and blocking and scheduling those priorities every single day. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, consistency, right. Is usually mm. what wins out in the long term. And so, you know, you can't expect to do something once and have it be, you know, magic and, and set up. Well, it's gotta be consistently done, you know, you know, and it's, I like having coaches try to set up some of these habits 
uh, using triggers, right? So, yeah. you know, you mentioned the, the morning, right? Setting yourself up. I mean, I, I am a big believer in too. You win the day when you win the morning. And, yeah. but there are key things you do, right? You get, you know, your feet hit the floor, hopefully, right? For a long, long, you know, much, you know, a long time, uh, but they hit the floor. The choices then that you're making, are you setting yourself up to win or are you going to react to the day? You know, your butt hits the seat in your office chair every or wherever you work, right? Every single day. What, what are you setting up as your routine? Like, you know, athletes, right? They have professional athletes. They don't just randomly show up and hope that they're going to be amazing that day. They set their stuff up with certain routines and what they eat and how much they're eating, you know, sleeping and drinking and, you know, their, their habits set themselves up to win. And that's where, you know, coaches, parents, we have a lot of stuff to do. Can you simplify what you're doing by optimizing you know, key routines. So morning routine, when you first wake up, morning start day routine is huge. Like, what are you going to do to eliminate distractions and make sure that you're working on the right, keep the main thing, the main thing, right, right off the bat. And then a work day kind of power down routine to, yeah. uh, you know, shut down the day, but set yourself up to work, you know, at a consistently high, high level the next day. And then, you know, end of the day kind of routine to shut your, your mind down, shut your body down. To, so you're sleeping well, you know, and you're, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. So work day, you know, morning, evening routine, work day, startup, work day, kind of wind down those routines. I find when, when people are really dialed in on all that kind of stuff, there can be a lot of chaos in between. Right. But you know, if you're taking care of yourself and you know what works for you to get yourself to high levels of performance, whatever that is for you every single day, right? Usually that's when consistently day after day, it's those routines and the rituals that you don't have to think a lot about and put a lot of work into. You might have to at first to establish them, but once you got it, you know, yeah. those, those are what helps kind of keep people sane, keep people healthy, keep people moving along in the right direction. Yeah, I'm forever grateful that I took time when I was in college to start building some of those healthy habits and routines. And it's kind of carried over now into my into the workforce into you know, my morning, I, I journal every day, I try and meditate or do some sort of stretching and physical activity. But I feel like with the routines, kind of like you're talking about, you know, what to almost expect of yourself, and you know what to do during the day, which actually is a lot more productive with your time versus you know, when you're like, oh, I might do this or I might do this. Um, it's yep. just like, it's, you're not as obviously as consistent as you're talking about. And I feel like it's also more challenging to navigate those challenges when you don't have like your baseline structure and you don't know, you know, when you can address, you know, certain aspects in, in, in your day, when your day looks different every single day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's exactly right. Right. And I mean, each day is might be a little different, you know, and so right. I mean, you might have days where you're not journaling for 10 minutes, you only journal for one or two. Right? right. But just whatever it is for you. Like I've tried journaling. I struggle. I struggle with like being consistent with journaling, yeah. but planning, planning is yeah. one thing for whatever reason like that. Yeah. It works for me. I need right. to stretch, but I don't like have a I'm not sitting on the floor stretching. I'm like sitting at my desk, like doing, yeah. you know, listening to, uh, I listen to Darren Daly in the morning. It's great motivational kind of has one key thought that gets me, you know, gets me thinking about other things. 
uh, I mean, I do write some things out from that, but like, I don't know, just each person is different. And so it's, you know, learning, you know, the effect that each, you know, different routine might, might have on you and try it, right. Try it and test it. And, and that's the thing you got to become a little, you know, self-experiment of figuring out what's going to work best for you in the time that you have with the resources that you have. You know, and there are tons of free apps. There are tons of books. There are tons of all that kind of stuff. But it's just, yeah, figure out figure out what works for you, and uh, and then stay consistent with it. I like having them written out, right? Written out, and almost use it like a checklist. You know, like the pilot. You know, even though they've flown a million times, they still go start with one and then go with two and figure out the right order and the right pattern until it becomes kind of ingrained with what you do. You know, all, all those are you know, ways to establish habits quickly. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It was where it's just like, you have to kind of discover and it kind of goes back to your first point of like self-awareness, like what works best for you. Like you said, like you're maybe more of a planner than a journaler. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, I like to stretch when I watch, you know, at first I was kind of doing it on my own with nothing. And then I was just like bored and then I wasn't doing the stretching. So now I do it while I watch sports, right? Yep, I've watched yep. sports and I'm stretching. So it's just like all about kind of figuring it out. And as you're talking about resources, you know, I, I would love, you know, to, for you to share, you know, where can the audience connect with you and, and what other resources uh, would, can they find on your website or, or what any other resources you'd like to share with them before we end our conversation? Yeah. So uh, I appreciate you asking that is uh, my email address is Mandy at busy.coach. My website is busy dot coach is pretty simple. Uh, yeah, I mean, go there. There's, I, I do a blog once a week, um, trying to educate coaches on different things. I just started a YouTube channel, so, you know, so that is a multiplier. I'm trying yeah. to, you know, I mean, I am getting booked to speak at different places. And so I got to master my topic. I got to speak more. So I'm working on being, you know, persuasive and being able to articulate more clearly, you know, what I'm doing, but, uh, there's a YouTube channel. I'm actually, I, I keep getting, uh, borderline harassed to start a podcast and I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm going to try to start a podcast, but I don't have one yet, but YouTube, you know, and then my website, there's a blog. I've got different books that coaches, uh, there's a time management book, which is, you know, kind of a, this is the process to, to get going and started on it. And then I've got a couple different courses that are more, you know, so book is more beginner stages. And then I've got courses that are more advanced, um, for people that are a little bit further along on it. So, but busy, busy.coach is where it is. And then I'm on social media. I'm on different places like that. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you sharing those resources and I appreciate you. Oh, there's the dog bark. We, yeah. we almost made it through. No, um, I think it's the, uh, you know, the scary mailman's here. So yeah. mailman's here. All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Mandy, and bridging your impact and your wisdom on, you know, being able to navigate being busy. Cause I know most of the listeners probably were nodding along the whole time, like about their busy schedules and lives. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the bridging impact podcast. We'd love it. If you would like 
subscribe, leave a comment, and a review on whatever platform you're on. It's the best way to help us grow. We appreciate you for doing that. We'll shout you out on social media. I'd also love if you connected with me on social media. Let me know your thoughts, and this is why I do it. I want to share knowledge and wisdom from experienced leaders to people like yourself and myself so we can have this dialogue and move forward and make an impact on the world. So stay tuned, stay subscribed, Cheers.